0: G'day everyone, welcome back to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I speak to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. This week, I had the chance to chat with Derek Tullock, aka the Brick Counselor. Derek's an elementary school counselor who uses Lego in his everyday work. Derek discusses why he incorporates Lego into his counseling sessions and some of the innovative ways Lego enhances his sessions. We also chat about Derek's brand new Brick-based counselling book and all the effort, time, and passion that went into making it. So please sit back and enjoy this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. G'day, Derek, and how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for inviting me
1: to be a guest on the show today, Greg.
0: No, that's okay. Like, you were one of the... First people that I wanted to interview, actually, and then you know stuff happened, and you know times didn't line up, and well, here we are now. Um, Derek, would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: I'm actually an elementary school counselor. Um, I'm in the Seattle area. I live in a small town called Enumclaw. Yeah, married. I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Aya, and we have two children. We named them Walter and Eliana.
0: So you work in an elementary school and you like to use Lego in your counseling. Um, so do you like to use it in the elementary school? Is that where it's sort of based?
1: Yeah. So what's the other thing about me is I, you know, I absolutely love Lego and I have a big passion for that. And um, working as a counselor and an educator. Um, I always like to, you know, bring some of that passion into my work with the students to inspire them and connect with them. And, um, so Lego, naturally, is, is such a, a wonderful thing to share with others, and it's something that I feel is you know, something that we can do together and, you know, be creative and to experience that is, is such a wonderful way to connect. And, of course, you know, kids love that, and so it's something I've really tried to incorporate into my work with students a lot, and um, I've found over time the more that I have, you know, incorporated that, I've really develop new activities and um, different ways of of utilizing that and it's just really grown and and now it's gotten to the point where um, I'm actually a university professor. I work part-time at a university here um, in the Seattle area and one of my classes that I taught was group counseling and um, for one of my classes I brought in a bunch of Lego materials and I had a lot of my students do some of the activities that I would do with my students at, at school and um, they they really liked it and really enjoyed it. And um, a lot of them were very interested, like, where did you learn how to do this? And, you know, how can we find out more about that? We really like that, that approach to counseling and that style of doing things because um, yep. it's hands-on, it's interactive, and, um, you know, it incorporates a lot of other skills. Um, we can talk about that more later too. But there's just so much that's naturally embedded within that process of using Lego materials. And so they, they were very encouraging of, you know, like I should, you know, write a book about this or something because we want to learn more about how to do this. And yeah. um, well, that was very encouraging. And so um, I took the step of reaching out to a publisher and, and said, hey, I have this idea. This is, you know, what I do. And, um, you know, I like to use Lego materials a lot. And they responded back right away and said, this is very innovative and we really love the idea. And, you know, we would really like to work with you on on writing a book about that. And so um, I didn't expect that they would actually say yes, but you know, they did. And so um, but I had to, to write a book and um, it's been an amazing experience to do that and to really reflect on my practice and to, to talk about the work that I do and be able to create a resource that other counselors and um, I work in the school setting, but it's been very yeah. well received by play therapist and art therapist and counselors in, you know, a variety of, of different school or clinical settings. And um, so it's just been really amazing to see the, the way that it's been such a great resource for people and that they found it to be so helpful. Um, I, I had no idea it would have such such a powerful impact. And, you know, it's really cool to see that people are taking the, that love for Lego and, and being able to utilize it in such a meaningful way to to benefit students who may be struggling with, you know, social, emotional issues and things like that. So um, it's been very neat to see that. So, and it's also international too. Like there's been people from many different countries who have messaged me and contacted me um, who are very interested in the work that I'm doing and um, have, have purchased the book and, um, have used it in their in their practice, and have found it to be really helpful. And so, um, that's just really awesome to be able to share my passion. You know, it really just started with something I love, and sharing that with my students, and now it's really grown into um, something that's, you know, literally changing the world. It's it's impacting the lives of of young people, you know, in
0: all kinds of places. Well, yeah, and it's it's a different way of you know, actually interacting with children and, well, anyone really. Um, And what's the, what's the title of the book?
1: So the title of the book is brick based counseling, um, just like Lego bricks. Um, So it's all about utilizing Lego materials. Um, And I I intentionally wrote the book in a way to keep it simple. So a lot of it is using Lego materials, um, just basic bricks as more of like an art medium for creative expression where you can give the student um, prompting for things that we're going to build, and it can be um, tied into something very simple, or it can be much more complex and um, more symbolic in nature, depending on you know what the students are capable of doing, and um, um, you know what they're develop- what developmentally appropriate for um, the age group that you're working with. Um, so, an example of an activity might be. Um, a counseling technique called the miracle question. So and yep. it'll often it'll be something like, you know, if you had a magic wand and you could use it to change something in your life, you know, what would you do? So you could use something like that as a, a prompt and then tie that into a Lego building activity. So we're going to create a magic wand and you can bring in a lot of engagement that way, maybe Sharing photos from, you know, popular film like Harry Potter movies or things like that to get kids engaged. And, you know, and then they can design this really cool wand, but then also have a meaningful discussion around those counseling topics at the same time through Lego building and utilizing that as a means for creative expression and being able to kind of work through and process some of your thoughts and feelings around something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or another way. Um, Sometimes we like to, in a a more narrative counseling approach, sometimes we talk about externalizing the problem um, and sometimes even personifying it and giving it a name. And so um, that could be something that can also be done with Lego materials. So perhaps if you are a student who's really struggling with um, sadness and grief and stuff, and that's something that's really affecting your life, you know, perhaps creating a little um a sad monster out of out of Lego materials would yep. be a way to kind of help externalize that and create that third reference point to be able to to talk about that and process your feelings and um and be able to work through some of that. And then again with that too you can also move into like another technique that's called mapping the influence of the problem, you know, like in your life and you could build, you know, different structures that represent, you know, like at school or at home. Um, These are are certain things that are happening, and this is when I start to feel really sad. Um, And you can utilize it in in that kind of way. So, um, yeah, so it's it's just, there's so many possibilities, which is what I love. Um, In my book, um, I've covered, you know, several different topics. Um, I've even talked about, like, mindfulness, being able to utilize um, Lego materials in a way where you are being very reflective about, you're breathing and doing certain activities or, or movement where you're collaboratively um, building with another person or mirror building where I'm trying to, where one person is kind of taking the lead. It's almost like dancing where your partner is building and you have to be very mindful of it and match what they're doing. Um, but there's a, a wide variety of things in here. Um, and then it also goes into other topics like growth mindset, um, building self-esteem, and then one of uh, the ones that I most frequently use is working on collaboration and friendship skills. Um, okay. Being in an elementary school setting with um, you know, young children, often what I find to be one of the biggest needs is just supporting our younger students with developing those friendship skills. Like, how do I share and take turns? How do I let somebody know what my ideas are? And how do I listen respectfully without interrupting somebody and how do we combine our ideas together to build something awesome that, you know, incorporates both of our ideas so that we're both feeling valued and included. And so there's, there's just um, so much that you can, can teach and um, provide a space for, for children to explore and, and learn about through Lego materials and, and just a lot of uh, skills that you can really help build um, with that. So again, working in a, in a school setting I'm not doing intensive therapy or anything like that. Yeah. That's not necessarily, you know, that's not my role as a school counselor. We would yeah. refer out to somebody who is, you know, like a, a more trained play therapist if there was, you know, a need for anything more intensive than what would be appropriate for my role as a school counselor. Um, that being said, though, the, the book has been popular with, you know, a wide variety of counselors in different settings who may um, you know, adapt some of the activities and, and utilize the same type of approach to address deeper, you know, issues like that. But um, yep. for me, my focus is more on building social emotional learning and also looking at um, skills that they need for college and career readiness. Um, so one of the things that we often talk about is, is like 21st century skills, the so things like communication and collaboration and being, you know, creative problem solvers. Those are all things that are just naturally embedded in the process of of building something with Lego materials, you know, especially when you're starting scratch and you're constructing something and coming up with ideas and talking about what should we make and how are we going to build it and what are the details that we want to add into that. Um, All of those skills are naturally embedded within that process. And as a counselor, I can intentionally, you know, target some of those skills and um, equip the students with skills to
0: work on that. When you first came to school with your box of Lego, um, uh-huh. how, did, how did that go down with the teachers and kids? I think
1: that um, the kids naturally were very excited. You know, um, when I have students, you know, that are participating in a group or something like that, um, I usually will go to their classroom and, and pick them up and we'll, we'll walk down the hall back to to my office um, to go and do a Lego activity you know, and they're going to get out of, you know, math or whatever it was that they were doing at that moment. Oftentimes that can be very exciting. I mean, I obviously try not to pull them at a time when they're working on something that's very important academically. I, I work with the teachers to, to find the best time possible to do that. Um, but nevertheless, it's still something that many of my students really look forward to and really enjoy and um, i think at first you know it was it was definitely something different that teachers weren't used to and and they were kind of huh like what what's going on here what is this but over time they started to really see the positive impact and you know when they see the excitement and the joy that these students have that they get to go to you know work with the counselor like they're starting to realize that it's really having a an impact that is meaningful, and um, you know maybe there really is something there um, that's more than just you know playing with with Legos or whatever that yeah. they might think at first. So um, I think it, initially it was it was a very different style that people weren't used to, um, but they they liked the idea because they understood that it was fun and something that they could look forward to, and um, I think over time they've started to really see that. I'm incorporating a lot of different skills into the process and it's so much more than just free play. Although free play is incredibly important for, you know, child development. Yeah. When I'm working with them in typically in small groups, um, you know, I'm, I'm very intentional about trying to meet whatever specific needs they might have. So if they're really struggling with say conflict resolution and problem solving, I'll intentionally try to set up, you know, some activities. So, you know, perhaps there's only, you know, one of a certain minifigure and, you know, I know it's something that both of these kids are really going to want to play with. And so I'll intentionally, you know, set something up that way to open that discussion up where we can talk about how can we share it or how can we take turns? How can we compromise? Um, Because I want them to start to build those skills and they need an authentic environment where they can, can practice that and do that in a safe space. So um, so I'm very intentional about trying to um, provide that space, but also make it a fun and meaningful environment by utilizing Lego activities that are engaging and hands-on. And um, yeah, and that's kind of, you know, the book is a great resource for that because I've provided so many different um, prompts and activities that you can use for, for so many different topics. And I'm currently working on, Um, a second book, a follow-up book. So the first one is called um, Brick-Based Counseling, Let's Get Building. And then my second book, um, the working title right now is Brick-Based Counseling, Let's Keep Building. And that one is going to focus more on self-regulation skills um, and executive functioning skills um, for students to struggle with paying attention, following direction, um, those types of skills. So I'm very excited about it. So I'm working on that right now. And there's there's going to be some pretty cool activities that are included in the second book. So hopefully that will be um, available soon. Typically my publisher, which is the Youth Light Publishing, they release their catalog in January of every year. So, oh, okay. um, so I'm working hard right now to, to try to finish the second book and um, hopefully we'll be able to have that released
0: in January with their next catalog. So. Oh, sweet. And so is the book, do you think it's more aimed at counsellors or can parents, you know, follow the book? I I think that the book can be
1: appropriate for families to do at home, even with their children, to have conversations around um, social-emotional learning topics, you know, around how do we manage our emotions or how do we recognise feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, like one of the activities is around like making – like a a robot with different colored bricks that represent different feelings that you have. So kind of a self-portrait where you can identify these are the feelings that I most commonly identify myself as experiencing. So if I make this big red robot, it might kind of signify that, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of anger all the time and it opens up, you know, a conversation around that. And, um, and again, it's written in a way that it can be appropriate for a school-based setting, but I think that parents may also be able to find some of the activities meaningful to, to do at home to talk about social-emotional learning. Primarily, my goal was to write something that would be a resource for school counselors like me, Yep. but over time, I've found that it's been something that other people have shown a lot of interest in as well, and so that's been very exciting.
0: It's a good way, um, especially with Lego, uh, to be able to, you know, express your feelings um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and to come up with those topics. It's, as you said, it's a good talking point. Um, mm-hmm. And with all the different toys out there and different mediums, why Lego? Is it because you had a lot of Lego? <laughs>
1: well, there, there's yeah, there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, one, with Legos, it's not clearly defined what it is. Like, there, it's you're given a blank slate where you can, you know, paint whatever you want on your canvas, so to speak. Yep. Like you can create um, whatever you want with those bricks. There's millions and millions of possibilities of what you can build and what you can create and sculpt. And um, so that aspect alone is, is amazing. Um, so when you are creating a sculpture that represents, you know, how you feel about something, you know, you have the freedom to express and, any way you want and it's it's amazing to see what what people will come up with when they're given that opportunity to just process and create something and 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 it really doesn't have to look perfect they don't have to be a a master builder i mean it's really all about the process and what it represents to them and and giving them that space to um tangibly process and and explore their feelings and emotion and for younger children especially Um, When I I find that just sitting and and trying to have a a conversation with some students can be very challenging and they need more space and more time to process and being able to do something that is tangible is, is often very helpful. Um, I find that especially true with boys. Um, Sometimes, you know, it's hard to just sit and and talk about feelings and talk about, you know, how could you have handled the situation better or how do you feel about what happened? But they can build it. They can, they can create something and it gives them that opportunity to work through some of the things and talk and, you know, reflect on it and then be able to refer back to what they've created and it can make it a, you know, a safer and more successful um, environment for them to really identify and talk about their feelings. You know, they can talk about that. I included a lot of blue in my, in my structure here because it, you know, I'm very sad about, you know, we, we had to move to a, a new school or whatever the situation might be. Yeah. Um, it creates that tangible, you know, medium for them to express themselves. So, um, and then of course, Legos are just, you know, such a great investment anyway, because you can keep building on them. And there's, you know, I, I do use the, the minifigures and, and the little accessories and the food and all the little things that come with the characters. Yeah. Um, all of that is of great interest to the students. They love adding all the little details. And um, over time, my collection just continues to grow and grow and grow. <laughs> and, um, you know, I personally love it. And if I see something new, I, I you know, I got to have it or I'm looking on Bricklink to add, you know, some things <laughs> that I want to, you know, add to my, my inventory, yep. you know, if I feel like, you know, oh, I need more of this. So, Um, it's always fun to add those details in because it just creates more possibilities and and of course having different characters whether it's superheroes or um, whatever it is it creates opportunities to do different activities so for example with younger students maybe I'm doing a group around um, community helpers or something and we can build a fire station and um, you know, having the little firefighter characters, and we can talk about what are your personal strengths, or how do you help people at home or in your classroom. Um, so it, it opens up all kinds of conversations based on characteristics of some of the minifigures or using using a superhero. You know, it's a great way to talk about what are your personal strengths? And um, what do you do to help people? Or what do, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, you know, there's so many things that can be woven into that. Yeah. And with such a wide variety of minifigures and characters, um, that definitely adds a level of depth to the to the discussion and to the activities. But um, again, with my book, it, it's written in a way to be um, very simple where you can use just a basic set of Lego bricks to be able to construct and and, and follow the prompts that I've provided in there. But again, with, with some of the activities, um, being able to utilize minifigures and things too, um, can certainly add an extra element of, of interest and engagement and open up some new avenues
0: for discussion as well. So, And what was the process of writing the book? Like how was the process for you? <laughs> it's a lot of work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, writing, writing a book was, was very challenging actually. Um, definitely more work than I could have imagined, and um, I'm very glad that I, that I did it and that I went through that process, but uh, um, it took a lot of work and a lot of thought and just being very reflective on um, what is the intent of each activity and how do I present it in a way that makes sense to somebody who is maybe not as familiar with using Lego materials and um, how to explain that process and set it up um, it takes a lot of reflection to to go back and, and write that and to you know revise as needed and to do that. Um, so much of the book, um, my wife is from Japan, and so at the time when I was writing the book, we um, we actually had just sold our house at the end of the school year and we had put down an offer on a new house that was being built, new construction and um, it was going to be ready in August. and so, Um, we actually sold our house in June, put all of our stuff in storage and then went to Japan for the summer and stayed at at her parents' house. And, um, so I wrote a lot of the book in Japan. So, um, that was a a unique experience and I didn't have any of my Legos with me. Um, I ended up going to a Lego store and, and buying a little yellow, um, suitcase of Lego materials. And, um, as I'm, you know, working on some of these activities and stuff, I kind of, like to have access to those materials so I can try it out to make sure that I'm explaining the process correctly and stuff. And um, so I would often take my my laptop and my my little yellow suitcase of Legos and um, go to, you know, different coffee shops or donut shops in Japan. And um, there's, there's one called Mr. Donut that I went to quite often that is wonderful. They have really good donuts. And, but I would go there and, Um, get my donuts and have my Legos and my, my laptop. And (laughs) I mean, I imagine people must've thought it was quite strange to see this American guy, you know, eating donuts and playing with Legos and, um, you know, working on a laptop, but, uh, but it worked. And um, I was able to write much of the book there and um, finished it up when we came home. Um, Actually leading up to the last couple of weeks before my book was due, um, I actually got really, really sick and, um, it was like, it was like a horrible stomach flu, like, yep. like one of the, the sickest that I've ever been. And I actually ended up in the hospital for a few days. Um, it got that bad. And so oh, wow. I literally finished, finished the book from my hospital bed. My, you know, amazing wife brought my laptop, you know, to the hospital. And after a couple of days after I'd started feeling better, um, I was able to, you know, sit on the hospital bed and finish all the revisions and submit it back to the publisher. And um, so the, yeah, so the final draft of the book was actually finished um, from my hospital bed (laughs) (laughs) before I was released. So um, yeah, but it was, it was a very long journey and a a very kind of up and down roller coaster process of doing it. But um, I'm just so grateful that I was able to take that step and do it and um to be able to put it out there and to see the impact that it's had has just been you know beyond anything i could have imagined and and really the whole purpose of the book is to provide a resource to to help children right yeah i mean we go into this work as a counselor to make a difference for for the students and the kids that we work with and um to be able to do that through lego is is such an amazing thing and um so it's just been very really powerful to see how well received it's been.
0: So it has and, been really well received. It,
1: yeah, it, it the the first um, edition of the book sold out quite oh, quickly, actually, sweet. and grants. Um, yeah, and they printed a new the new version, and, um, and they it's still doing very well. And um, yeah, so it's just been really neat. And I'm actually going to be doing a a webinar with a publisher in Singapore. Um, There'll be some, some guests from Australia that will be joining as well, actually, that have registered yep. um, to be part of it. And um, the, first, the first one actually already maxed out and they're adding a second session because it's been, you know, quite popular and, uh, ah, cool. and a lot of people are interested in it. I think that, you know, there's just a lot of interest in having, you know, an approach that is both meaningful and engaging um, especially when working with children, yeah, we um, need to be some element of of fun and and engagement. I think, and um, so and and Lego is just such a an amazing way to connect and build that relationship. Really, yeah. I mean, it's just something fun that we can share. And I can still think back on some of the cool things that I've built with some of my students and they'll still talk about it. They'll say like, you know, Hey, Mr. Tullock remember when we built that really cool castle or whatever <laughs> it was that we made. And and they still have memories of it. And, and that alone I think has had such a positive impact, you know, that they just shared that connection where we built something together and shared that meaningful experience through Lego. Yeah. And that alone is, is you know, it builds their self-efficacy. It builds their, you know, sense of self-esteem and, you know, makes them feel good about, you know, this is something that I was able to accomplish and be successful at and something that I had fun doing at school. It shows them that learning can be fun. It helps them make friends. And and I hope that it also makes them, you know, a Lego lover as well, <laughs> that they'll, you know, continue that and, and continue exploring that as they get older and share that love yeah, you know, with others, so.
0: Well, and you can also say as well, you get, I'm teaching you maths and engineering (laughs) on the slide.
1: (laughs) As an educator, I'm very interested in, you know, more interdisciplinary, you know, models of education and being able to incorporate that. And so project-based learning is a big thing for me, Um, especially with the older students that I work with. I like to, you know, create something that, on a bigger scale. Um, for example, one of my, my favorite groups that I do is the Lego architecture group. And so okay, yep. I'll, I'll get this group together. And, and sometimes I'll, um, I'll mail a, a, a fake letter to the school. Um, I'll, I'll write a letter from Mickey mouse or, or whoever. And so we'll get this, this letter in the mail and um, the kids know that it, that, that I made it, but it's <laughs> yeah. still fun. It, it's just the way to, to get them kind of hooked into it. And, and it may be a letter saying, you know, we, we, uh, we need your help designing this expansion to Disneyland or whatever it may be. And, and the kids get very excited about it. And so they'll have to come up with a, a theme of what they're gonna do. And then and within that process, you know, there, there's this shared decision-making that has to take place. And then they have to design it and they have to solve problems with one another. And collaborate Um, and within that process too you know if i have students who struggle with emotion management um, who get mad because things didn't go the way they wanted or whatever there's all these little moments and opportunities because I, i know my students and i build that relationship with them and i can coach them on that and i can support them on on certain goals to help meet their needs through that process but at the same time, they're also engaged in this really meaningful project where they're creating something and, um, you know, and it'll culminate in them having a big floor plan and, and a full scale model that they created yeah. out of Lego materials and then being able to present it to, you know, some mock clients or something like that, which usually might be like the principal or, um, you know, somebody in the office that they can present it to, <laughs> um, this year we were working on a really cool project and we were, I was going to invite some people from the district office to come and, um, we were going to present it in our boardroom and, um, sadly, you know, everything got shut down with, um, coronavirus and everything. So we didn't quite, quite finish it, but they were working on this amazing, um, Nintendo land theme park, um, universal studios in Japan, uh, maybe finished now, but they were working on, um, you know, like a super Mario Nintendo world Ooh, um, theme park expansion. To and so I gave, you know, cause that was all kind of under wraps and there weren't a lot of details about it, but I gave the, the kids that same challenge, you know, if you were going to design this, what would that look like for you? And so they were very thoughtful about, you know, like we're going to include the donkey Kong roller coaster and, <laughs> you know, all these different things, you know, Mario Kart ride and, so, the, and they came up with all these ideas together, and then they had to collaborate and, and build it and create it and come up with the design. And um, it was just a, a, a big process. And then they right. created stuff on the computer and they had to write down like descriptions of the, the attractions. And um, so it's a very involved process. And then uh, they were working on their, their slideshow presentation um, that they were going to present. But sadly, we just didn't get the opportunity with the shutdown and everything. But, um, but it's just an example of how you can take things to such a, a deeper level as a learning yeah. experience, but also incorporate opportunities for social-emotional learning and supporting the, the individual needs of students. You can really differentiate that experience based on what students need. Like one student might really need to work on problem-solving skills, and another student might really need to work on their they're confident and be, being yep. more assertive and, and sharing their ideas and voicing their opinion about things rather than just, you know, going along with what the other person says all the time. But if they have a great idea, I want to build that, that confidence that you can share that and contribute to that discussion. So, oh um, wow, yeah. So there's just so much of that, that's just naturally embedded within that process of creating something, of creating it, Lego materials.
0: Yeah. And, I like how you're getting them early on how to work in a team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One of the things I hated doing uh, when, you know, went to, you know, higher study and so forth is when you have to do those group assignments and you end Uh up being the one to do everything. At least you're teaching them now (laughs) that when you work in a group, (laughs) we Mm -hmm. all, you know, yeah.
1: I like it. Yeah, I can share the responsibilities and yes. and even assign people to do different different tasks. So, like in some of those groups, um, another group I do is the stop motion animation group, and again, the same kind of project based approach where um, you think about all the steps that go into creating a movie. Yep. You know, if these kids are doing that with stop motion animation with Lego material. They have to do the set design, and you have another group of kids who may be working on the script. And then for fun, we have you know the the director or you know the person who's in charge of lighting and yep. different aspects of it just <laughs> to assign them a job and a role, and we can rotate those responsibilities and um, it just creates a really fun and engaging experience that's also very meaningful where they're learning to share responsibilities and problem solve and work together as a team, like you said and uh, and then, at the end of it all too they they create this. You know this, this finished product that they can share with you know with others to show this is what we've accomplished and and it's just such a huge boost of, of self esteem and um, it's really cool to provide that experience where they they're learning to work together but also building their confidence and um, just so many things that are integrated into that that I really love and then at the same time of course. You know, if there are other social emotional needs or goals that those students need to work on, you know, like, again, the, the student who gets upset easily or um, gets very frustrated, we can work through, you know, positive self-talk strategies or, you know, yep. stop and take a deep breath. You know, we can we can do this. You can work on those skills um, with students as needed. And so all of that. It's just naturally integrated together to create a really meaningful and powerful experience that um, that has an impact and and the kids typically love coming and I'll hear from parents and you know they'll they'll say like are are you that Lego guy at school <laughs> my you know like my kids talk about you all the time and they they love coming to your group or whatever you do I don't know, but they they talk about you all the time and they're like, you know, is it, is it Thursday today? I get to go to Mr. Toek's Lego group and, and they, they absolutely love it. So um, I get lots of positive feedback and, um, but again, it all comes back to the authenticity of, of sharing something that I'm passionate about with my students and yep. providing those, those fun meaningful experiences and doing it in a very authentic way. And of course that's not the only thing that I do, but um, you know, because uh, yeah, unfortunately not every student loves Legos as much as I do, but but um, <laughs> I do find that that many, many of my students um, really love it. And it's been a very powerful and effective approach that I've very really focused on developing over the years. So, um, yeah.
0: That's like, you know, different ways of learning, different ways of talking. Yeah, I, I get that not everyone would be up for it, but, you know, it's another tool in your belt. And as you said, the parents, they're, you know, they're not like, what, you're doing Lego. They should be learning. (laughs) Like, they're they're up for it now or was there resistance?
1: (laughs) Um, I have had a couple of parents call me like, hey, I got this permission form for my, you know, my daughter to be in your Lego group. Like, can you tell me more about that? And usually once I've explained, you know, this is what it is and this is the, the purpose behind it, And, you know, it's not recess, it's they're coming in and and we're doing an activity together with the intent of working on friendship skills, building confidence, giving them the opportunity to work in a team and make decisions together and solve problems. Um, And they realize that, you know, within that process of Lego building, there is a true purpose behind it and um, a lot of skills that are being intentionally um, worked on and built through that process. So, um, but yeah, it's at face value. Some people might think that, you know, Lego is just a toy and yep. what do they have to do as counseling? And, um, and it's something that's unique that not everybody does. And so, um, so yeah, so occasionally there might be questions about that. But um, at this point, I think that I've really built a reputation in the community. And um, after doing these groups so often, that most people are very receptive to it and i excited about it. Or, you know, oftentimes I'll have people, you know, asking me, how do I, how do I sign my kid up for that? Or, you know, <laughs> I, I might, yep. or I'll have kids asking me like, you know, can, can you call my mom so that she can sign me up to go to Lego group or something? <laughs> so um, which is really neat that they want to participate and they want to be part of that. And so, um, so I think it really is making a positive difference in many ways.
0: And how long have you been doing it for?
1: Um, so this is my eighth year as a school counsellor. So yep. I actually started doing it my very first year. Um, it started out where you know, I was trying to use the materials and things that I already kind of had as a, you know, first year counsellor and, you know, doing worksheets about feelings and stuff just wasn't
0: yeah.
1: engaging and, and it was boring and um, it didn't capture their attention and I didn't feel like I was making a difference. And I, you know, I realized like I need to do something different. I need to, you know, meet these kids where they're at and, you know, create an experience that's going to be exciting where they're going to want to come and they're going to want to participate and they want to, you know, be an active participant in what they're doing. And naturally for me, LIGO was an obvious solution, you know, let's give this a try, you know, because they need to be building, they need to be creating something, they need something tangible, that they can do, especially when you're working with, you know, kindergartners and first graders who are just very busy and their attention span is not, you know, the longest. <laughs> they need something that is going to be active and engaging that will hold their attention. And so creating a Lego project together is something that you can continually building on. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have an end. Right? you start making something and creating something, you can always keep building onto that and um, expanding it. And oftentimes people say, well, can you save my project? I want to keep, you know, adding more detail to it next time, or, you know, we have to add this on next time. And so um, so my my shelves in my office very quickly fill up with all these projects. (laughs) And, you know, I unfortunately can't always save every single thing that we make, but occasionally there are exceptions for, you know, depending on what the project is and the purpose behind it and what it represents, um, sometimes there's a need to to save things. And um, but it's just so so nice mm-hmm. to also be able to pull that off the shelf the next time you meet with the student to pick yeah, up where you left off. Okay. Like you know, here's what we were talking about last time, and um, you know, and jump right back into that conversation. So it's a good so that's save kind point. Of cool too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can really kind of capture that moment and save it and, and be able to come back to it at a later point and talk about that. So, yeah. So I just really love utilizing a, a play-based approach that's interactive and and also provides that opportunity. Again, like you said, to incorporate some academic skills as well, like the yeah. math engineering concepts. And, and I've, I've done groups like that too, where it's an engineering group where they have to collaborate to to build a bridge or I've had them do things like a, a miniature golf course and, you know, different things like that, just, you know, to make it fun and interesting, but yeah. really the, the, the purpose behind it wasn't to make a miniature golf course. The purpose was to work on our collaboration and teamwork skills, or yeah. the purpose was to be able to do an activity with somebody else without losing our temper and to be able to listen to somebody else's ideas and, um, you know, come to an agreement and, you know, there's social emotional learning goals that are really the purpose behind it. Yeah. But the, the modality for doing it is through that Lego experience.
0: Yep. So working with it hasn't taken away your love in your personal time for it?
1: No, if anything, it, it has only increased it. Yep. You know, like the more that I, you know, do Lego activities with my students, the more that I, I love it. and. Um, you know, the more interested I become in buying more Lego pieces. My wife isn't always supportive of that, <laughs> but <laughs> it's for I, I need to buy the set. I need, I need it for work.
0: Yes. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> so Every, everyone's sh- a lot
1: So there's my, uh, yeah. To try to justify my Lego purchases, you know, yep. I need it for school, but um, yeah. But yeah, it, it certainly is something that, that never gets old or I never get tired of it. It's something that I, I love it and I love using it with my students and, you know, just as a family to be able to, to share that with my own children and build together. And my daughter likes it too. She likes to play with it. And yeah. Yeah. And she'll, she'll make little towers and things or she'll make something and she learned how to say the word robot. And so like sometimes I'm wearing like a mini figure shirt, yeah, she says robot, robot. Um, so you know, because she's one, but she knows the word robot, and that's what she says. So um,
0: I like, that. but she
1: she enjoys it too, and so uh, it's really cool. I'm looking forward to the day when they get a little bit older, and finally, I'll be able to uh, talk my wife into going to Legoland. We'll have a, a valid reason for going there. Yep. Um, before she would never never go there with just. You know, just the two of us. But now that we have children and if my kids want to go, then you know Yeah. Hopefully she can't she can't say no to that. So <laughs> we'll finally get to go. Yep. Hopefully. We're off the Legoland.
0: <laughs> it's um what do you call it? Research and development. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and what sets do you naturally uh gravitate to? Like is there a particular sort of theme you like? Like for me, it was Batman, um, uh-huh. but that's what got yeah, me that, back that, into it.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do, I have a wide variety of interests. So, um, and again, I think working with, you know, kids who are interested in all kinds of different things, I'm naturally interested in, like, I really like, you know, the superheroes and stuff like that. and um, But then I'm also very interested in, like, Lego Friends sets because yep. they're like this. Lego front stuff are like, they have unique colors that the other set don't have and they come with like, like animal characters that other sets don't include um, where they have special, like, you know, little minifigure utensils and things that, you know, only come with the Lego friend sets. And so like, I I'm interested in everything. Uh, I think that I especially have a deep love for, for Disney.
0: Um, Ah, Yeah. As
1: I said, you know, Disney is a, a big, Part of our life, we we got married at Alani, um, in Hawaii. We had a, a Disney wedding, Mickey and Minnie, and and because it was in Hawaii, um, Stitch actually came to our wedding too. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was only a, you know, my my wife is from Japan and her family all lives in Japan, and we're from Seattle. So yeah, um, Hawaii with a natural point in the middle, and yeah, you know, and conveniently, Alani is located there, and. Um, so we you know my wife always had a dream of getting married at Disneyland um like in Japan and yep. we actually did go and and met with the people there and it's it's quite expensive it, we actually found it was less expensive to get married at alani in hawaii and just to to fly there and and you yep. know pay for all of those expenses would actually be cheaper than than doing it in japan <laughs> it's, it's Quite expensive to get married at the castle.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I could've, laughs> but um, could have But it
1: actually, yeah. Um, but it it actually ended up being super fun and such a wonderful experience. And yeah. But when it comes to Lego, you know, I, I absolutely love that they, you know, did the minifigure line with the Disney characters. And, yeah. You know all of the the cool sets that they have. Um, Steeper, I've been really wanting to buy the the Disneyland train station, but again, it's just. I don't know where I would put it after I built all these things, you know, like most of my Legos are all at school um, in my office. I have lots of storage things in my office um, from Ikea and different places. And so I have all these things in my office. My wife doesn't always want them all at home because the kids get into them and they, they end up everywhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So that being said, we do have some stuff at home because my son started to collect the Ninjago characters yep. and things like that and um so he's starting to get his own collection that's growing so um but yeah there, there's a lot of sets out there that I would love to buy and put on display but um I'm not so sure my wife would
0: yeah would it's, be very happy about that it's space <laughs> and money space and money. yeah exactly yeah yeah no i so. i feel your pain <laughs> and I hear you have uh, delving into the land of Lego ideas. Um, that's a yeah, fun I, thing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, that that actually has been uh, pretty fun, and um, it started so so with the whole shutdown and coronavirus and all of that. Yep. Um, all of my Lego materials are at school, and uh. so after a while, I started getting you know, like this, this need to, to build, right. Like, like it was just so weird not having, like, cause honestly, every day I'm doing some kind of a, a Lego activity with students pretty yep. much every single day I'm building with Legos at my job, <laughs> which is nice. pretty awesome. Yep. But uh, yeah, but it, it was just so odd not having that experience. And I didn't realize how much I, I enjoy that and how much I need that in my life. Right. <laughs> so there's this, this, you know, this hole in my, in my soul, right. I need Legos in my life. I need to build something. I need to create something. And, um, I didn't want to bring all of my materials home with me and have them all over the house and stuff. And my wife would have, you know, she would have killed me if I did that. Yeah. But, um, but I, I discovered, um, that you can build with Legos digitally, you know, using like Bricklink studio and Lego digital designer. I had already kind of known about them, but never really, I hadn't ever really gotten into it before, but you know, being home with, without anything else, um, I started really diving into um, Bricklink studio a lot and and playing with that and um, really just fell in love with it. And it's just so amazing to have this endless supply of Legos you know, just at your fingertips on your keyboard, and you could just keep adding and building, and you know, just type in what Lego piece you want, and it yep. magically pops up, and you don't have to dig through a bin to find it. Like, <laughs> you know, everything is just right there instantly, and it's just such a an amazing experience to be able to create something digitally. And so, I've just really uh, gotten interested in designing Lego sets, and I've always had you know, ideas kind of in the back of my mind of, you know, they should build a Lego set for that or, you know, it would be really cool if that was a real Lego set. I have a particular love for for Disney. So that's what I've really started with. I have, you know, some other things on my list that I haven't created yet. Um, but hopefully if I get time, you know, between, you know, parenting and writing another book and all the other things that I have going on. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get to some of those other ideas. But at this point, I have three different LEGO ideas that I have on there. Um, I originally, the first one that I I did was actually a, a Disneyland fire station. I wanted okay. to create. I wanted to create something that would be, you know, honoring to Walt Disney's legacy, and um, but again, he's always been such an inspiration for me, and I think that that would be such a cool building. Yeah, you know, just the architecture of it, and just. Um, one of the things about that building in particular, though, is the, the story of the lamp in the window and how they will keep that on to honor. Cause Walt Disney had an apartment on the second floor of the fire station ah. at the California Disneyland. And um, there's the, the story about the lamp in the window. And to this day, they leave it on to kind of honor his, his legacy. And I thought that would be the perfect way to use a light brick and so I created the little lamp in the window with a light brick. And, yep. um, you know, I just had this whole idea in my mind of what I wanted to make and I made a little fire truck um, with Mickey mouse colors to kind of honor that. But pretty quickly after it was initially accepted, they realized that this is actually Disneyland
0: Disney yeah. related
1: and an existing IP and, and therefore wasn't eligible. So I yep. kind of crushed, crushed my dreams a little bit. I was so <laughs> excited that it got accepted and, and it was already starting to get quite a few um, likes and everything. And so people were excited about it. And then some blogger, a Disney blogger had posted about it and stuff, and it was getting a lot of attention and, and likes. And I was really excited, like, wow, this is so cool. But um, yeah, so hopefully they'll, they'll still maybe create one of those yeah. in the future where Disney World release their own or Lego will release their own disneyland fire station but that was my first venture into it and um so after that i decided i needed to come up with something something else and so i've been working on a couple of other ones um being home all the time with the kids yep. we've been uh, watching disney plus a lot so we <laughs> yep. we have a subscription to disney plus and um, one of our favorites is a Pixar short called Lava. Yes, I don't know if know you're it. familiar with that, but the, it's about the volcano um, and he sings his love song and yeah. and the other volcano comes out. and um, But it, it's just a beautiful song and uh, um, the kids love it. My one-year-old daughter absolutely loves it and she'll, she tries to sing the song and it, it's just adorable. <laughs> and it, it just really inspired me to to try to create it. And at first, the first couple of attempts, it was just like really frustrating. Like, like how am I going to create this volcano? Like it's so it's, you know, his face and everything. And it was just, um, so it took some trial and error, but eventually I kind of found my traction with it and got a rhythm going with how I wanted to, you know, create that pattern for his face. And, um, and then of course he was all alone and he needed the, the lady volcano. So I had to build yeah. her next. And um, so, so it grew. And uh, so now it's, it's up on Lego idea. So, and it's been quite popular. I've um, shared the pictures of it in a few different, like Disney groups on Facebook and things like that. And um, it's gotten quite a few likes. Um, a lot of people have posted lots of positive comments about, you know, like, I love lava. It seems like a lot of people have a really special connection to that that song or, or yep. they sing it to their children you know or they say i love you um <laughs> you know a lot of people seem to have a, a special connection to that and i think it would be a beautiful lego set yeah we'll see hopefully people um love it and will vote for it um that's the thing it seems like it's uh it's been a bit of a challenge to Get people to actually log in and vote. Oh yeah! Um, a lot of people will will leave all these positive comments and say, "I love this. I would totally buy it." Um, but they but won't
0: make the account. They,
1: they won't make an account to vote for it, which is, you know, a little disheartening. Yeah. Yeah, but it all depends on what people like and what they're willing to vote for. I guess so.
0: Well, that's um, it. Like I've got my world turtle, and I love my world turtle. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's got like. I haven't checked it in a while, but last time I think it was like 500 votes, if that, but it's the thing. Mm. It's like you get lots of comments outside of it, yeah. but yeah, it's getting people to vote. Totally different story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: But I have to say the ones that do get supported that are produced are, are absolutely amazing though. Mm. I'm always, you know, just inspired and, in awe of, of some of the things that people can create and what they do with their their materials um it just it's very phenomenal um i definitely would not consider myself to be on the level of of some of those people um i just created out of you know passion and you know these are things that Mm. are personally meaningful to me each of the sets that i've created you know have a personal connection and that's what led me to want to create them and build them, Yeah, you know, lava being something that my kids love and I just wanted to build it and, then you know, hopefully order the parts off of BrickLink so I could build it and have it on display at yeah. home or maybe put one in my office. So cause I know that a lot of kids really like it. Yep. Um, it's really just, you know, out of my love for, for certain things that inspired me to build this, this model. But, but it turns out that other people really like it too. So, mm. um, so that's been
0: pretty cool. So, and that's a, and that's the thing again. Like Bricklink taking all your money, but <laughs> lockdown. I know there's been a lot more uh, Lego ideas <laughs> produced yeah, because probably. of lockdown. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, Yeah, a lot of people are probably in the same place as me. You know, like building because they can't go to you know the movies or yeah. do things that they might otherwise do. So.
0: Yeah, I've been doing a lot of building. So it's, and it's, yeah. <laughs> 'Cause I was yeah. actually in um lockdown, lockdown. Like so I was in I had a close contact with someone uh, mm-hmm. that had it and so for the last two weeks I've just been oh, stuck okay. in my Lego room. Like quarantined.
1: Quarantined oh, okay. myself,
0: yes. Um, well,
1: there could <laughs> be worse places to be quarantined. <laughs> yeah, At least much. you have a Lego room to be <laughs> quarantined yeah.
0: in yeah. yeah. Um last but not least, how do people contact you? Or like, you know, um, um, how can people find you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm actually on social media, so you can follow me. Um, my name is Brooke counselor. So I have com is my website yep. and I also have an Instagram and Facebook account. So you can like me on both of those or follow me. Um, you just type in Brooke counselor. It's usually pretty easy to, to find me. There's yep. not a lot of people out there that are doing Legos, you know, infused with their counseling. So, um, that's pretty unique to what I do. So, um, not too hard to find me that way.
0: Yep. Excellent. Thanks for coming on the show today. Um, it's been awesome chatting with you and finding out about your passion. And yeah, as you said, it's, it's another way that to use, well, this simple little brick.
1: Thanks a lot for having me as a guest on the show today. I really appreciate taking the time to talk to you and you know, share about the work that I'm doing and, just to talk about our our love for, for Lego. And, you know, it's really cool to see the the different ways that people um, use Lego and and how it can make a difference in so many different ways. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate
1: your, your time today.
0: Thanks for listening to For the Love of Brick. We have plenty of great interviews coming up. So if you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. And don't forget to tell your friends. If you want to drop me a line or see what I'm up to, follow me on Facebook, Insta and Twitter. Happy building and remember, it's all for the love of brick.